Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to On the Air with James Quartz. I hope everybody is having a wonderful day today. I'm your host, James Quartz. A lot going on in the world. A lot of uh, <clears throat> bad stuff happening. I, I just feel so sorry for these folks down in in Texas. Uh, horrible thing happened. Another school shooting. I'm sure everybody feels the same way. And today's topic is, uh, you know, part of, uh, I guess, part of what's going on in the world and what's happening around everywhere. And the topic is, do Christians have to be pacifists? And uh, and now I'm not giving place to anything out there that, uh, you know, these crazy school shooters and, uh, you know, people doing horrible and bad things, uh, you know, around the world, but... Do we have a right to protect ourselves? And that's the $10 million question. The progressives, the liberals today, uh, they're after our rights to bear arms. They're after our um, way to personally protect ourselves. And uh, the age-old excuse is, well, pick up the phone and uh, now and call the police. Well, what if the individual is in your house? What if the individual is, you know, right there in the school? You know, where are our rights to defend ourselves if we're not allowed to have the thing to defend ourselves? And I think that's the issue that really needs to be addressed. Now, the problem is, as we're looking at this, and I'm jumping right on in here, I, I know that there's a lot of you know world news, a lot of topics going on around the world. Uh, you know, uh, of course, if we want to get political, you know, there's uh, uh, many people are worried about the Trump-Russia collusion, which I don't think there was any. Uh, many people worried about all, you know, the uh, trade deficits. China and the U.S. is working things out. People worried about North Korea. <clears throat> Those things are working themselves out. But we have other issues right here on the home front. We have things that are affecting our society, our rights as an American. And I think today's broadcast, I hope, in today's broadcast, that we'll see that a Christian and the Word of God, the Bible, teaches us that you do not have to be a pacifist. In other words, uh, you have a right to defend yourself. You have an absolute right to protect your home protect your family, protect your well-being. Now, of course, there's a lot of people out there that uh, despise what I would be talking about, even some so-called preachers, uh, some Christians, so-called Christians. But there's a truth to it that you have a right to uh, keep yourself from harm. You have a right to uh, 
protect your family. Um, I believe that's uh, part of the survival instinct that should be in all of us. Uh, a rec- recognition that uh, you know you you don't uh, stand in front of a you know a bus, a truck coming at you. You got to get out of the way. Likewise, you know someone's coming to do you harm. What can you do to remove that harm, or you know get out of the way of the particular attack or whatever it is? Our Constitution has given us the right to defend ourselves. That's what makes us uh, a wonderful country. America is great. Our Constitution gives us the right to bear arms. Now, most people today on the progressive side of the table will say, well, that's what our police is for, our military is for, etc., etc. No doubt. We have our police, we have our, we have our military, and they do wonderful jobs. But we also have the individual rights that are afforded us by our Constitution to allow us to protect ourselves during the times of self-defense. And I believe that's taken straight from the Scripture. Now, most people don't realize it, but many of our laws, the Constitution and the framers around the Constitution, um, went to the Bible, not not the Quran, not the... Uh, you know, manuscripts or the whatever of the <laughs> Buddhist or the Hindus. It went to the Bible. And in particular, the King James Bible. And they uh, put together some laws that would, I believe, reflect what were found in the Bible. And in Luke 22, in the Scripture... We have an occasion coming up. Now, I'm going into straight into scriptures today because this is the only way I know to talk to, to you. This is the only way I know how to address the problem, and it goes back to my faith. It goes back to the fundamental principles of, of who I am. And I, I believe that the Bible is an absolute source of truth. Now, a lot of people are walking out there thinking that well, it's just uh, uh, maybe a historical document. Many people think it's just, you know, uh, a collection of fairy tales. Uh, I've had people say, well, men just wrote that book. But that's not what my faith believes. I believe that, that God moved upon these men as they pinned down what he wanted written. Exactly what he wanted written. Now, you may want to argue with that, and that's fine. That's up to you. That's between you and your God. But I believe God has given us the Bible. And there's no other truth outside God's Word. So I go straight to the Bible. Luke 22. How do I know I have a right to defend myself? If I believe that Jesus is my Lord and Savior, that he is Emmanuel, God with us, I'm going to go to the scripture and see what he tells me I can do. And I think that's the authority. I'm not going to wait for some democratic politician. I'm not going to wait on even some 
police officer, some judge, uh, somebody out there that has no personal vested interest in my home that can't be here 24-7, I want to go to what God tells me I can do. And I think that's important. So in, in Luke 22, beginning with verse 34, excuse me, verse 35, and he said unto them, When I sent you without purse and script and shoes, lacked ye anything? And they said, Nothing. So he's talking to the disciples. And this is before uh, he goes into the garden to pray. <coughs> Excuse me. And he is uh, talking with them about the things that they have. They got money. They got, uh, you know, uh, shoes. They can go out. Uh, and feed themselves uh, as they are on their mission work, as they as they journey. And he said, and he's bringing up a point. He says, is there anything missing in your luggage that you might need while you're, you're journeying around the country? That's a good question. And they're thinking to themselves, uh, no, we got everything. We got we got our clothes, we got our script, we got our money, we got our shoes, our shoes got you know good soles on them we can we can handle it we we can go on our way, but then Jesus brings up a point verse thirty six then said he unto them, but now he that hath a purse, let him take it, and likewise a script, and he that hath no sword. Let him sell his garment and buy one. Interesting, isn't it? In other words, on your journey, you might need a sword. And if you don't have the money to get it, you might have to sell your clothes to get a sword. So he is emphasizing an importance of bringing a weapon with you. Now, isn't that interesting? And many around the world paint this picture of Jesus as this big pacifist, this 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 uh, uh, person who, uh, you know, oh, you know, let them beat you up, let them kill you, whatever. But he's encouraging them to bring a weapon, a sword. And not only encouraging to bring a sword, encouraging them to go out of their way to find a way to buy the sword. Now, why would he do that? Because he wants you to defend yourself. He wants you to protect yourself. And he says in verse 37, For I say unto you that this, that it is written, must ye be accomplished in me. And he was reckoned among the transgressors for the things concerning me have an end. And they said, Lord, behold, here are two swords. And he said unto them, It is enough. All right, you have all the disciples there. And he they look amongst themselves, there's two weapons. He says that's enough to defend the group. That's enough. That's all you need. You don't need to overdo it. <clears throat> Some people prep so much in their homes they have <laughs> uh safes full of guns, you know. How many guns do you really need to protect yourself? I think that's another question. 
some people buy guns for novelty sake. I, I don't think that there's a household that needs, you know, an M60, you know, or a household that needs, you know, a hundred guns in it. You know, that's, that's got a little bit of overkill. And I think the Lord's saying that there's moderation in, in anything. But as far as the group is going together, they had two swords, and uh, apparently two people were allocated to, to, to carry the swords to help protect the group. But on an individual basis, he also says as you journey, there may come a time when you need to, to get a weapon for self-defense. Now, of course, just about everybody tries to say, well, Jesus promoted uh, the idea of, you know, uh, letting somebody hurt you, you know, <laughs> uh, uh, turning by turning the other cheek. Well, that's not what turning the other cheek is talking about. It's not talking about being a pacifist. And that's the sad part when you begin to talk with people, and especially those that really aren't students of the Bible. And then, of course, they mingle it in with the philosophy of the day. He's talking about uh, seeking revenge when you talk about turning the other cheek. And if you want to know that text, it's in Matthew 5, starting with verse 38. And it says, Ye have heard that it hath been said, an eye for an eye, and a tooth for a tooth. But I say unto you that you resist not evil, but whosoever shall smite thee on thy right cheek, turn to him the other also. And if any man will sue thee at the law, and take away thy coat, let him have thy cloak also. And whosoever shall compel thee to go a mile, go with him twain. Give to him that asketh thee, and from him that would borrow of thee, and turn thou, and turn not thou away. So we see here an idea, a concept of, of there will be those that will try to take advantage of you. The point is, don't, those that would try to take advantage of you, don't seek revenge. And I think that's important. Uh, when we look in the Old Testament, we look at the Ten Commandments, thou shalt not kill, that word means murder. That's part of the vengefulness. Every soldier that's on the battlefield has to defend themselves. That's not murder. Every police officer that has to pull a weapon in the line of their duty to defend themselves or others is not murder. Likewise, a child of God who the Lord instructed to carry a sword with them, and a sword is a weapon that is used to take life. And that must be understood. It's not meant to just scare someone away, pepper spray. It's not meant to stun someone. A sword is meant to take life, to maim and kill. I mean, I don't know how you could in that day, carry a sword and just, you know, hope uh, you just wound them enough to get away because uh, it's meant to kill. So when you defend yourself, you would be potentially taking someone's life. That's a sad place to be in, no doubt. I don't want to see anyone die. But when it comes to protecting you and your family... Don't you have a right? Doesn't God teach you that you have a right to protect yourself? 
people are mad, people are upset. They won't take, you know, these congressmen and congresswomen. They won't take any money from the NRA. You know, again, I'm not publicizing or, in a sense, uh, promoting, I should say, uh, the NRA. Uh, I, you know, I, I I don't think there's anything wrong with being in the NRA. I'm glad that we have the NRA in the United States. Um, but the fact remains is, uh, if they weren't in their position they were in, we'd probably lost our guns a whole, you know, long time ago. And don't kid yourself. Whenever there's a school shooting, what do, what do they do? They want to go after the guns. Whenever there's a public uh, event, they want to go after you know a horrible thing, where these crazy people with these weapons they come out and, and do horrific things. They they want to go after the guns. Well, it was the crazy person that did it, not the law-abiding citizen. And as soon as they say, well, let's take away all the guns, that's, that's going to leave the gangs, that's going to leave the, the dishonest people who have, uh, you know, hordes of weapons, we're still going to be open for attack. It's not solving the problem. And so we got to stop being the type of people in this country that... Uh, are sheep for the slaughter. We have to develop a mentality of protect ourselves without vengeance. You have the right, the God-given right. And the framers of our Constitution understood that, that you have a right to bear arms. No one can take that away from you unless you give them you're right, unless you give it over to them. Why would I want to do that? Why would I want to leave myself at the mercy of others? Now, here's the thing. If there were no guns, there's swords <laughs> that the enemy could use. And um, I can't remember now. I can't remember if it's France or England. Here, some months back, they, they banned knives of a certain length. That's just, you know, what do you do? Banning knives. That's not going to change anything. The people have to become vigilant to protect themselves instead of being sheep for the slaughter. People have to rise up and say no. And the more the people will rise up and say no, and with the with a heart's desire defending themselves instead of waiting on somebody to defend them in that sense, then you probably see a far less problem with these people wanting to step up and shoot people because there's a seed has been planted in the minds of a lot of these crazies that uh, you know people will not retaliate. People will not defend themselves. I never understood, and I'm thankful there was this uh, gentleman in the, I believe it was the Waffle House uh, here some months back. Guy comes in to shoot. He gets, boy, he goes after him. He even takes a bullet and taking the guy down. Will you be that kind of person? Or will you be the person that's there cowering and just waiting to die? 
You have the right to defend yourself. To step up and say no. And Jesus says you can. But that's not what's happening in America today. We're being told we're not allowed to defend ourselves. A car can be a weapon. We've seen that illustrated by the terrorists who've got behind the wheel of a vehicle and killed so many people. When does this stop? When does this say this idea of, well, if we now take away all the cars, nobody's going to run people over and, you know, where's this idea going to end? It's going to keep going and keep going. Everything. They banned fingernail clippers on planes. You know, I understand that there's certain things that need to be uh, kept out of the hands of crazy people. But it all comes down to this. Do you believe that you have a right to defend yourself? And if you do, if you're in a situation or circumstance, are you prepared to defend yourself? One of the things in uh, my family that I absolutely insist upon is that everybody know how to defend themselves. My children take judo, you know, <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm a very much so of an of an advocate for uh, everybody being able to protect themselves. I hope they never have to use it. I hope they don't have to get into those situations. But Jesus said, "There may come a day when you have to sell even your shirt to go buy a sword." Is that in you to do that? Is that in you? To want to protect yourself? If it is in you, then we all need to stand up for our rights and stop allowing these progressive people from destroying the great America that we have and say no to them with one loud voice. But again, we're in a nation of people now who are more than willing to be led by the by the minority, that is, the small groups, that is, uh, those that uh, aren't in the majority, <laughs> the homosexual groups. That's, that's a minority group. There's not a lot of them. The gun pacifists, there's not a lot of them. There are more guns in America, I think, than than in the world. Uh, uh, I think uh, for every citizen in the United States, there's like 10 guns or something. I don't know. Is there 400 million people in the United States? That's a lot of weapons. Australia had their gun banned, and look what happened a couple of weeks ago. A guy went in and slaughtered all those people. What if somebody would have been there? Two people with their swords, if you know what I mean. Two people with their guns out of that group could have pulled it and maybe stopped him from taking one more life. 
That's the point. Do we want people protected from this minority of insane people? It's not as widespread in the sense of there's not tens of millions of people pulling their guns out and killing people. That would that, that's a war. And not even on the tens of millions scale. But you get my point. We're talking a handful of people committing these atrocious acts. And these hands full of of people committing these uh grotesque, horrible acts. We're going to allow that minority a mentally unstable people pull our right to defend ourselves from that kind of person? We need to get our thinking straight and tell these Democrats, tell these progressives, no. These kids now that are being these advocates, no doubt they've gone through some trauma, no doubt they've had some hardship when they've had to witness such atrocity in their schools of of fellow classmates shooting their fellow classmates. But now they're standing up and the progressives are using them as mouthpieces uh, of uh, uh, to go and try to sway America to give up their protection. And many are letting it happen who who aren't realizing what they're giving up. Your right to live in many cases. There's nothing we could do if our government wants to come after us. It's been proven time and time again. Most people say, well, we've got a right to bear arms, you know, in case the government uh, to fight a tyrannical government. Well, listen, the tyrann- if their government ever becomes tyrannical, they got things called tanks, you know. Missile launchers, you know. I was in the military. I I know what they got. You couldn't defend yourself against our our the might of our military or our government. So you might as well stop with that argument. But you do have a right to defend your life against this criminal elements that are in our society. MS-13 is, as the president said, a bunch of animals. Shouldn't I have a right to protect myself against these types of people? But now, again, back to this. Just because you have a right to bear arms, a right by our Lord saying to you, you can defend yourself, doesn't mean you having that gun gives you the right to be vengeful, to go after someone and take their life because you're mad at them. No, not at all. But you have, again, every right to stand up for your family. Well, tomorrow's broadcast is going to be kind of a an open forum. I have it uh, officially set what the topic's going to be. If you've listened to this broadcast and if you enjoyed it, uh, send me a comment on my page. Uh here at blogtalkradio.com slash James Courts, you can uh, let me know what you think. 
You can also be prepared to call in to the broadcast at 929-477-2766 and share what you you think. Share what's going on in in your world, what what's happening in your life. Maybe there's some work you're doing and uh, uh, helping in the community. Then you can take and um, share that with the rest of the group or <laughs> with the rest of the radio listening community. I want to be a positive impact. Do you want to be a positive impact? Not just an opinion piece. I want to share some truths. And I hope as you partner with me in this particular broadcast, as you partner with me, that you will take uh, opportunity uh, to be an impact in your community, be an impact in your neighborhood, your job. Well, anyhow, that's all I have for you today. Again, thank you for joining me. I know it's a sensitive subject, but I think it's a subject that needs to be talked about. And if we talk about it, I believe that uh, we can come to some understandings of what we need to do. So let's walk away today, and I hope that even if you don't agree with me, that you'll agree to disagree, and we can have uh, a civil conversation. In any case, thank you for joining today on the air with James Courts, and I'll see you tomorrow at 11 o'clock a.m. Thank you. Bye.